Hello and welcome to the Pitons Podcast, episode number 119. I am your host, the trusty Angelo, sort of, kind of, maybe, I don't know. It's all personal opinion. I mean, I'm trusty to be here every week. That's true. Yeah, and that was Mike. Hi. How are you me? doing, Mike? I'm doing fine. How are you, sir? Um, I'm great. Uh, I mean, I think our first opening was a lot better. <laughs> it, it involved 18-inch dildos, but you know. Yeah, and laser fights. L- laser, yep. or saber fights, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you'll never get to hear that. Because Mike's Skype said, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Missed the fun. Yes. So, but we're going to jump right into Grand Prix Paris. We have 1,426 players showing up to sling some fucking cardboard. And that cardboard was in the format of standard. Sweet. Uh, 171 players made the cut of day two. Our day two broke down, broke down as such. We had 24 red aggro decks. We had 21 Abzan aggro decks, uh, 19 Esper Dragons decks, 18 Abzan Megamorph decks, 17 Marty Dragons decks, 15 Abzan Control, 11 Band Megamorph, and 11 Green White Megamorph. So that was 136 decks, which broke basically down to 80% of the field. So that's, um, that, that's Great your place to start your gauntlet, I think. That is your testing gauntlet, uh, yeah. But after all that dust was settled, we broke down to our top 16, um, and our top 16 broke down to such. Two Abzan aggros, two green-white companies, so that's gonna fall under the green-white megamorph because they all play the same goddamn cards. Um, two red aggros, a gr- two green devotion, which was not in that 80%, so that's something you might want to look into. We had two Abzan control, two Abzan megamorph, one four-color con- company. Um, that again, outside of the 80, worth probably checking out, I would assume. With two Esper Dragons and a Singleton Mardu Dragons in the top 16. But our top 8 went just like this. We had Antonio Del Moral, Leon, 2-0 over Hugo, Denise. We had Amand, Dossiemont, 2-0 over Jasper Grimer. We have Christian Hauk losing to Kim Kyung-so, 2-1. We had San, Zan Sai, 2-1 over Tristan Pulzel. I pronounced that wrong. Pulzel. Pulzel. It's the, the O with the dots. It throws me off. I don't and know. then LZL. So yeah, figure it out. Like let us know. <laughs> but so we have uh, Antonio Del Miao, Del Miao, Leon. What was he on? Where, come on, Angela. Where's uh, it, it, dude? It's only what was he on? Yeah. I mean, you're giving me shit, and all it is is a fucking audio podcast. Like words ain't that important. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just listen to what we say. Words don't really mean much. Ah, oh, they're drunk anyway. Eh, we probably are too. No, I'm not, but I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Will was always for. He'd ensure the drunkenness of this podcast. Yeah, well, he's gone. Somebody's got to live up to it. Eh, true. So what was Mr. Well, going he, on? He was on Obzon Control. Okay, now how do we differentiate that this is Obzon Control and not Obzon Midrange or Obzon Aggro? And don't say the Foxies because that's in all of them. <laughs> uh, there's a Crux of Fate, three Elspeth, and, and I also think Corsairs and 26 Lands. Okay. I was going to say, don't say Sword either because that's in the Midrange. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, that's a little spicy. Would you like me to go over this list? Yes, I do. That's why I asked you. Jesus jumped up. Oh, Got it. See him on top of things. Well, he has four planeswalkers, one Soren Solemn Visitor, and three Elspeth Sons Champion. He has 15 creatures, four Seed Drano, four Coursers, three Den Protector, and four Fleeceman Lion, which is a bit weird to see out of the control list, but, I mean, three, three for two, it becomes a four, four, and a struggle hexproof seems kind of good. Sorceries, we have three Thoughtseize, one Crux of Fate, and one Read the Bones. Instance, a Singleton Dromocus Command, three Heroes Downfall, two Bioblight, four Obzon Charm, and 26 Lands. 
On to Leald Cyborg. One Thought Seize, one Dramokus Command, one Sorin, one Crux, one Ugin, two Duress, three Arashian Cleric, one Nyssa, one Ajani Mentor of Heroes, and three Drown in Sorrow. So he was not wanting to lose to those red decks. Nope, was not. Nope. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it's on. It's on. Hugo Denise. He was on. Um. Uh, this is what they're calling Mono Green. It's green slash red. Uh, so we have two Xenagos to Reveler. We have four Elvish Mystic, four Sylvan Carry, four Rattleclaw Mystic, four Corsair Crewfish, four Whisperwood Elemental, four Genesis Hydra, three, three Death Mist Raptor, three Pelucanos, the World Eater, three Dragon Lord of Tarka, and a Hornet Queen. Wait, wait, there's something missing. Wait, yeah, no Den Protector, but you got the Raptor. I mean, I guess they could buy themselves back and make a lot of mana, but. A little odd. But when uh, he needs to go long, he has one oh, Xenagos, two Hornet's Nest, four now he has the Cyber, an Arbor Colossus, two Ash Cloud Phoenix, two Den Protectors, two Nissa World. Found them. Found them. And one Ugin in the sideboard. And you probably didn't hear me say any spells. That's because they're fucking Hornet. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I no Target Command, no Roasts, no Lightning Strike, just dudes. Dudes and Xenagos. Yep. Dude, who makes dudes? Yep. So this is, do you have enough removal for me? Probably not. Probably not. No. Mm-hmm. Unless you have four sweepers and like 18 spot removal. Right. So we have uh, Amand Dassamont, and this looks to me to be what would be considered Abzan Aggro, even though it looks so mid-range. I would agree with you. Uh, two Storm and Solemn Visitor, two Warden of the First Tree, four Flea Saint Lion, four Rexash of Death Dealer, four Anafenza, four Seed Rhino, one Sorok the Hunt Caller, two Wingmate Rock, four Thought Seas, two Jermocus Command, four Abzan Charm, two Heroes Downfall Sideboard. He can become Abzan Control. Yep. yep. All the cards you would expect. And that Anafenza was the con, not the dead person. I said the foremost. I heard just heard Anafenza. Yeah, I could swear I said the foremost. You're just seeing. Either way, just a verification. Yeah. Please tell me that there's better decks than this to go over. What's Grimer on, Mike? Uh, Yay! More the same shit. <laughs> Do you want to go over it? He does have a Hidden Dragon Slayer mainboard. Like, that's worth talking about. Yeah, that's a nice spice. It's different. Uh, His numbers are wonky. The only the only numbers you need to know is Seed Rhino 4. <laughs> Which, by the way, there was uh, 16 copies of that in copy. Hawks on another Obzon Agar deck. Nothing new here. Anything spicy? Not that I'm seeing. Uh, who was that? Hawk. Okay. Well, uh, Hawk. I, I have big hopes for Mr. So. Really? Uh, yeah, dude, this is a little different. It's just straight right. up red beat you in the face. There's no Atarka in there. It's three Titan Strength, four Stoke, three Wild Slash, three Searing Blood, four Lightning Strike, 21 Mountains. He got Critters, four Lightning Berserker, three Zergo Bell Striker, three Flame Wake Phoenix, four Eidolon of the Great Rebel, four Monastery Swift Spear, and four Thunderbreak Regents. With a sideboard, really spicy, easy sideboard. Three Roast, three Alposes, three Scouring Sands, three Bathe in Dragonfire. Bathe in fucking Dragonfire? I... I, mean, I, I don't know. And three arc lightning. I mean, I guess he wants to be able to hit dragons, so roast isn't quite good enough. And um, he has roast. I guess he does want to hit uh, dragons and I instead of. I guess he just doesn't want to waste stoke the flames on them. I, I don't know. We've seen weirder in sideboards of top eight decks, so uh, it's a draft all star. It's removal in yeah. red. But it was Four damage, different. which is key number. Let's see. Mr. Zaid, was he on anything interesting? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Quick answer, no. Uh, What's Mr. Pulls on? Another mono red, looks yeah, like. This is green-white mastery, uh, yeah. Collecting Pulls has does have a main deck call of triumph. 
Oh. Oh. But there are no bathe and dragon fires in this list. But there are stoke and flames with four dragon fodder and four, three hoardly helpers. That makes sense. Two impact tremors in the sideboard. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yay, standard. The bad thing is, like, standard's actually good right now, and then you see... It's like, very exciting, but just, like, the deck list, the top eight, there's always, like, four, three or four copies of a deck. Yeah, it's just, like, it's there's so much you can play and do well with, and then you, like, look at this top eight, these top eights pop up, and you go, really? Especially that one from three weeks ago where there was five control decks. Well, that was at least different because it had been so long since we saw control decks up top. That was the first one right after the Pro Tour. It was different. Because yeah, before that, it wasn't Control, control man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, fair. But, like, the week before, a whole bu- there was a whole bunch of Control, and then five the very next week. Yeah, I mean, it was to be expected, because all the pro players was like, I'm going to go over there and play, because it's just over there. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of it's flying back to the least. States. Okay. I mean, spend another week in Europe, play in a GP before flying home. Seems yeah, like a good plan. Seems very tempting. Yeah, it really does. So, I don't know if anyone would say no thank you. I would because I'm a broke motherfucker and that would be <laughs> Now, if I had the cash, I wouldn't say no. Uh, yeah. Alright, let's move to Grand Prix Headland. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We went all over all of that crap and I didn't even tell people how the bracket finished up. Oh, oh well. They gotta find out themselves. It's Just tell us who won. They okay. care about everything else. I've only done it 118 times before. I'll figure it out. Antonio Del Miralion <laughs> loses to Amanda Desimont 2-1. We had, uh, Kim Kyung So lose to San Zaid 2-0. And San Zaid loses to Amand Desimont 2-1. Congratulations to Mr. Desimont, um, with his crazy ass cowboy hat. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> now we should post the picture of that in the show note in the description. Uh, no. All right, whatever. Too big of a lane. Just look it up. They themselves. can look it up. Go to the main page. You'll find it. Okay, so we did have a GP in Atlantic City where sixteen hundred yes, players showed up. Two hundred players making day two. Uh, so I'm sure everyone Ooh, wants to know topic. what do you do in Seal? Okay, so you know I went and I looked, and uh, black white was an undefeated deck. Blue white yep, was solid. an undefeated deck. We had an undefeated Abzan deck. We had two blue black decks undefeated, a black red deck, and a blue black red deck, which also splashed for Ojitai. Um the white blue deck splashed black for Stonegar Assassin and green for uh Deathness Raptor, but like that's just you, you have to. And one of the yep. blue blacks splashed white for uh Dogatar. Three yep. of the decks, though, had Dragon Lord, so yeah. But the main important thing of what I just said, and I don't know if you heard that, there were seven undefeated decks at the end of day one. Six of them were playing black, and the seventh that wasn't playing black at least splashed black for the Silumgar Assassin. So you're saying black's a good color? Black in is limited. really good and sealed. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Black is really fucking good and sealed, dude. Alright, quote him. Angelo 2015, black is good and sealed. Yeah, for this set. Alright. <laughs> don't argue with me. I'm not, I'm a, I'm agreeing with you. Black Can't is probably the strongest color. Yeah. So, what do you hope to open when you sit down at a sealed event? Duh. <laughs> Dragons. No, Duh. black. But, as Mike alluded to, this is a stack fucking top eight. We had Brian Gottlieb who drafted a red-green deck. 2-0 over Gadenis Vitigaris, who drafted white-red. We had Zach Jesse going black-green, and he loses to Christian Calcano with white-black. We had Luis Scott Vargas. Yeah! Yeah! Told you, when he, when he wants it, man. Yeah. He just goes in top eights. Uh, he was playing black-red, but he loses to Alexander Hain with his white-red deck, 2-1. We had uh, Stefan Neal with blue-black versus Jacob Wilson with blue-black, and Jacob Wilson wins. Dude, one, two, three, four, 
five of eight are top 16 Pro Tour finishers. Jeez. Or better. That's fucking sick, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we have two winners here. One that got really, really close. Because I know LSV and Gadinas Vidigaris have won Pro Tours. Mm-hmm. Jacob Wilson's been in the final. Didn't Alexander Hain won too? Hain won the one with Miracles and Standards. So that's three. Wilson's been in two Wilson, finals. Yeah, has been the two finals. And Christian Calcano has just top 16 to you. Yep. Oh, darn. Um, but anyway, Jacob Wilson loses. But he's won so many GPs. Like. So many. Jacob Wilson loses to Alexander Hain 2-0, and Christian Calcano beats Brian Gottlieb uh, 2-1. So we have Christian Calcano versus Alexander Hain. Ooh, two of the biggest GP grinders. And Alexander Hain, after this was over, had a nice quote. Second place still makes you a loser. So congratulations to Christian Calcano (laughs) (laughs) for taking this thing down with his white-black deck. Um, I mean, second place is the first place loser. It really is. It actually, that's exactly what it is. So, Christian Calcano's deck. I'm not going to take the time to go over all these, but we're going to at least hit on the, uh, the rares. Not necessarily the rares, but the good decks. The top two. So, we have two Solomgar Butchers. That's the exploit that, you know, you can kill creatures with. Uh, we had a Dramoka Warrior. We had two Sandcrafter Mage, because those are awesome. We had a Hidden Dragon Slayer. We have an Akud Cobra, one of the best uncommons. Uh, arguably the best. No. Ultimate Price. Deathdealer is probably the best. Ultimate Price. Then make you Cobra. Okay. Uh, well, would you rather have the Cobra or the uh, 3-6 exploit that makes two zombies? I'd rather have the Cobra. I'd rather have the Death Caller. What's the cast on the Grave Caller? Five. Yeah. So six, six, six for five. A Cood Cobra's a 2-5, Death Touch for four. You get seven points of power out of a five drop with ten points of toughness. Yeah, but this comes down the turn earlier and actually comes up the ground against the aggro decks. Which a lot of people... Dies to roast. Dies to roast. Really? Yep. That's your fucking argument? Also dies, dies to roast. Die, creatures die to removal is my argument. Okay, so I just won that one. <laughs> 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 okay, so he has a Lightwalker, Dramoka Doomcaster, a Merciless Executioner, Gurmog Angler, because Gurmog Angler, an Arishan Cleric, a Typhoid Rat. He's got a Mind Rot, a Damnable Pact. Yeah, yeah, he was running Damnable Pact. I mean, a, fine card. A Soul Summons... Which is a creature. Which is a creature. That's not the normal art, is it? I guess from the new set. Um, an ultimate price, an artful maneuver, a butcher's glee, a harsh sustenance, harsh sustenance, and a pressure point. Enchantments, light form, mastery of the unseen. Oh, yeah. yeah favorite enchantment, right, Angelo? Dude, in limited, man, it just makes games long. Yep. This is not like standard. People play against that in limited. People see it's like, oh, no, I lose this game. People in standard, I'll try to hold out. 20 minutes later, I'll still hold out. Dude, I got bounced from GP Cleveland because of that card. Not because my opponents had it. Because I had it, and the games went too fucking long. <laughs> I had That's because your draws. opponents refused to concede. No, it was because I was playing against other fucking idiots with the same card. Ah. And it was like, God damn it, we just can't kill each other. Obzon no, versus Obzan. No, it's hard to kill each other when you're both playing that. Uh, Obzon versus Obzan, cons of Tarkir, fucking uh, format, just fucking make you want to kill yourself. <laughs> It just really would. Alexander Haynes deck, red, white, as I said earlier. Aven Sunstriker, and Aven, two Aven Sunstrikers, and Aven Tactician. One Colagon for, uh, Forerunner. Uh, one Jermoka Warrior. One Mist of Karim. A Lightning Berserker. A Colagon Storm Singer. A Summit Prowler. A Territorial Rock. One that's Smoldering Defeat. Two Shockmaw Dragon. Wow, that's a lot. Dragons. One Abzan Sky Captain. An Aven Skirmisher. He has an Enduring Victory. A Sarkon's Rage. A Teamer Battle Rage. A Berserker's Onslaught. A Abzan Rune Mark. Two one, Mark. Yeah, two of those. One Magnetic. Magnetic. That, that words. Magmatic. Ma- yeah, Magmatic. 
static chasm without the uh, robots, and one base of dragon fire. So sick. Well, I think that's enough of our GP coverage for now. Congratulations to our winners, Mr. Calcano and Mr. Crazy Cowboy Hat. <laughs> oh, that hat. Oh, that hat. It's like a jester's cowboy hat. It's fucking cool. What's next? We are going to go ahead and take a small break, but we will return in just a moment to go over spoilers. Pittance Podcast is brought to you this week, last week, next week, every goddamn week by the Brainstorm Brewery. Marcel, Jason Alt, Ryan, Corbin, they're holding stuff down with their own podcast over there, which you should absolutely check out. And don't forget to check out thebrainstormbrewery.com, where they got plenty of good writers you can go check out for your financial needs. Oh, and you can find this show there. Yeah, this one. The one you're listening to, like if you didn't find it on MTG Cast, like it's over there. So you can listen to it over there if you want. Or at least, you know, go by their page and, you know, check things out and, you know, like, click on the link to us or something. I don't know. Anyway, brainstormbrewery.com. Go check it out. Spoilers! Spoilers! Are there dragons? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really... I don't think there are. Are there? Well, there aren't any mythic dragons from Kamigawa Block this time, so... Yeah, I, I mean... There might be a dragon? I'm checking red, right? There's... I just scroll past the drake. That's not a dragon. Nope. Hellkite Charger. Dragon. So, yeah, there's dragons. Anyway, uh, the entire Modern Masters uh, thing has been spoiled. Uh, they gave us a week of spoilers, and they're like, here. It's like, what the fuck? Wow, that was quick. Yeah. Awesome. So, what we're going to do is, uh, real quick, well, first, we're going to pick our three cards. Um, we're not going to do the whole thing, because realistically, like, how are we going to pick the best standard card? Breathe the alarm, done. You just can't pick, you know, best this, best that, worst this, worst that, best art, best flavor, all that shit, because, you know, this is thrown together. You can pick worst mythic. This is put together for a draft, so. Mike, go ahead, pick a card, and... Oh, I was going to let you start this time. I I would... Now, what type of host would be the one to do that? I know, but I always get to start, so I was going to feel nice as the the co-host to let you pick. Mike. I'm sure you're going to turn out the generosity. Fine. I guess I'll just go ahead and pick Ant Queen. Ant Queen. Dude, I won so many drafts with Ant Queen. Ant Queen is a 5-5 five, five insect for 3 and 2 green. For 1 and a green, you put a 1-1 one, one green insect creature token onto the battlefield. And no, it does not have flying and death touch. And no, it does not make you tap it to do that. That's important. Yeah. You get, like, the turn after you drop Ant Queen, you can just put down three one ones. If and you see this in pack one, you take it. Take it, yes. unless there's a foil mythic. And you never have to play another card again. Like, you just let your hand go nope. up. And you're just like, I'm just going to keep making fucking Remember hands. playing Pack Rat? You do the same without having to discard. Right? It's awesome. Except they don't get stupid huge. But and they don't, don't have that one cost turn. Less. Yeah, and they don't come Yeah, but you don't have to have to card in hand to discard. Fair. So. It, it, it's a bunch of things. It's a good card, though. Hell of a draft. Yeah, it's a good card. But uh, a, few, a couple of years ago, there was a draft format that Red was very good in. And one of the reasons that Red was very good in said draft format was because of a spicy little common called Gorehorn Minotaurs. This is a 3-3 three, three for 4. That sounds terrible, right? Ha <laughs> But it has Bloodthirst, too, so it comes down as a 5-5. Five, five. And it's a common. And you get a couple of those, you get a couple fire slingers, and you got yourself something there. Just saying, might be something you want to look into. Mike, what's your next one? I'm going to go over Ghost Council of Orzova. 
It is a 4-4 uh, legendary creature spirit for two white and two black. Whenever it enters the battlefield, target opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Pay a colorless and sack a creature. Exile Ghost Council of War is over. Return to the battlefield under its, control, under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Now remember, don't do this during your end step. Don't no. lose your creature for a turn. For the next, yep. Like, that's actually kind of important. I've seen people Ghost make... Dad, but not the one we were loving. The original Ghost Dad. I love that Ghost Dad. That's the real Ghost Dad, damn it. <laughs> He's awesome. Oh, I gotta go over Mystic Snake. Dude. Oh, okay. It's a counter well, spell on a 2-2. With Splinter Twin in the format. Right. With one colorless, a green, and two blue. It's just, when he enters the battlefield, counter target spell flash. It's just fucking stupid. There's really no way around it. I love it. Mike, what is your last card that you want to talk to us about? Hmm. My last card. Big scent. Tough to choose, but... That's called stalling for time, folks. (laughs) (laughs) It's called stalling while I scroll through the list. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go over Wootly Fleege. Good question. (laughs) Wootly Fleege. One mana, three hybrid green-white. It is a 4-4 Elf Knight. Other green creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Other white creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And if a spell or ability an opponent controls causes you to discard it, put it onto the battlefield instead of putting it into the graveyard. Mm, four, 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 the puncture team. Seems good. So tasty. So I'm gonna go What's over, your final I'm gonna go over a very simple one that, I'm, simple. I'm, well, simple in my eyes. <laughs> and that is Vapor Snag, because it's Vapor yeah. Snag. It is a boomerang Some effect that makes, dude, it's a boomerang for one that makes them lose a life. And I'm sorry, it's not a boomerang, because boomerang Unsum- can return anything. It is an unsummon. It is unsummon with upside. With upside. And it is fucking amazing. And I, d- dude, I love drafting unsummon decks. Where oh, like, unsummon's so good. Dude, I just get like four, three, four unsummons and just like drop a two, two and just go, I'm gonna win with this two, dude. It's the first one you cast is always so powerful, and any ones after that are even more powerful. It's like, oh, turn four or five, you tapped out your guy, bounce it, swing. You want to chump? No, take like four. Right. Although, I mean, there are some cool cards coming back in the set, but what is your, Mike, I want to hear this from you first. Uh, what is your general right. feel uh, on this set? Because there's been a lot of, some, it seems to be very polarizing. Some people fucking hate this thing, and other people are like, I don't know, it's exactly what it should be. Like, this is a good set. What do you think? The draft format looks nice, but, like, the colors are so spread out, I'm going to probably be expecting a lot of three-color decks. What? Yeah. I mean, with all of these hybrid-colored cards you have, especially with, like, five hybrid colors, three hybrid colors, all these good multicolored rares, you're always going to want to splash, like, white for Sunlance or red for, I don't know, Gutshot or something. Well, you don't need a splash for that, but Lightning Bolt. But like, yeah, but that's I, there's I don't so many good splashable cards. Card well, because of the rares, you're gonna look to splash it a lot more. That's that might be like possible. you have a five color rare, you have a triple or five hybrid Boros, you have a colorless rare that needs five colors to activate its ability. The only that's, disappointment that's... I see is like Wait. some of the, like the mana costs on some of these things are just so expensive, and they didn't put Tron lands in. They did not, which was surprising to me. Um. Uh, yeah, see, I didn't even have that down as my big misses, which we'll go over in a moment. Um, see, I thought the set's good. Like, I look at this set oh, and go, wow, that looks fun. And the biggest thing with it is, like, I, a lot of the people that are complaining seem to be complaining because there was a pet card they wanted in it and it didn't show up. Oh. But realistically, like, it, it looks like a very playable format, especially because, like, 
And I think there's a disconnect as far as this goes. This is a set that is built for limited. It's not built so you can get your cars for modern. That's a lie. The people well, there is one more miss. There, the only a... other miss is Daybreak Coronet. Well, it's in there. Yeah, but there's no other white enchantments aside from Arrest. Oh, well. But, you know, like, I, as I was saying, like, if you look at this set the way it was intended to be looked at as a draft set, set's nuts. Like, I'm seeing real yeah. archetypes sitting here. It's like, you know, the red deck it looks strong. The green deck looks pretty goddamn good. The white deck, you get an angel and you're just going to house people. Because <laughs> the angels are all fucking sick. Oh, and yeah. there's just, there's a lot of really good things going on here. And I think, you know, a lot of people are looking at it and going, Man, I don't want to see that card. It didn't fucking show up. I'm just really over for those. And God damn it. It ain't going to bring the price down on those cards now because it's not in that set. And look. Only a part of what these sets are supposed to do is bring the costs down on other cards. But it just doesn't really work anyway, as we've seen in the past with uh, Tharmagoy. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah. don't, I mean, don't look at these sets as your way of getting the cards you need for modern. I know they, it is all modern cards and it is support for the format, but they can't just put out a set and be like, look, this is every staple in modern. Go knock yourself out. That shit yeah, they, can't take the, they can't take the top eight decks and just put one of every card in that deck in a set and think it's going to be good for limited. It's absolutely not. So they, they look at it more realistically and say, you know, this looks like this could be fun. And by the way, the Affinity deck looks fun as hell. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to steal a quote from one of the uh, guy who makes Pokemon video games. He has taken advice from fans, and he actually wrote a letter to fans. He goes, all you guys want all this stuff, but if I would ever make a game with all of your ideas in it, it would suck. And he is right. Absolutely 100% correct. But there so was some... This is what you wanted isn't in here. Doesn't mean it's a bad set. It is actually... Looks very fun. Maybe a little bit clunky depending on what you're trying to... Like, what cards you want to play, but... I don't know, man. I think I would have a ton of fun with just about any of these. Oh, guys. I am going to enjoy drafting this set the one time I get to do it. <laughs> well, I might get to do it more. I, technically, because I play online, I can do it whenever I want, but that doesn't change the fact mm-hmm. that this set's still expensive even online, and I don't see... Long-term value because I don't play modern. Ah, you know. But I will draft it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to throw down a couple drafts. But, you know, it is what it is. So we do have a, a few misses. And, like, the Urza's Lands are one of them. You brought that one up. Another one is uh Goblin Guide was a big miss. Uh, a lot of people I don't wanted. think it's that big with oh, Zendikar being announced. Me too. But a lot of people wanted to see it. So, mm-hmm. okay, no Goblin Guide. Um Grove of Herbalos and Serum Visions were the three that I had marked out as the big misses. And, you know, I so I, so we named, what, four cards? Well, I guess technically yep. we named six because the Aris's Lands are three different cards. And they grouped together. Um, That's six. In how many cards? I think they did okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, man. Like it, it's like, oh, I could name six cards that I wanted to see that aren't in there. And three of them are, you know, basically the same. Yeah, um, if you're complaining about that, that's pretty rough. Uh, I, I think they did a good job on it. Um, for those out there who really, really wanted one of those other cards and it's not in there, I'm sorry. That sucks. Modern for those Master who want a Goblin Guy, there's the dual deck coming out and look forward to Battle for Zendikar could be in there. Hey, 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 we haven't made it to that point yet, man. Shh. I'm trying to segue us. But that's not the next fucking thing on the... Well, we make it the next thing if I give you a segue. Jesus Christ, dude. I put these in an order for a reason, and you just go... And I screw up the order. Okay, so as he said, Zendikar versus the Eldrazi was announced. Yeah, that was a dual deck. Um, yeah. It's going to cost 20 bucks. 
It's going to come out August 28th, 2015. It has a very funny symbol. I have no more information for you than that. A weird, tr- an obtuse triangle and a tentacle. Right, right, right. Got it. And one of those, another one of those cards that was slightly, what was slightly missed was, you know, Serum Visions. And as we'll see in August, they're going to be giving out all kinds of Bukaki Visions. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the grossest goddamn card I've <laughs> ever seen in my life, dude. It is well, a it's- face of a lady. Just being spermed on from all angles. Yep. I wouldn't say it's the most disgusting, but it's the most, uh, sexual I've seen on the card. Like, yeah. I mean, it really does look like somebody's just, like, a bunch of people are just fucking sperming all over her face. Like, I'm wondering if the guy who, uh, designed this accidentally, he got drunk, masturbated, and ended up on the artwork, got sent in, like, for some reason it was in paper. They saw it and said, yeah, it looks good. What I don't get is, like, it took us, it took me all of two seconds to see that. The second you know, I saw it, that's what I came was like, on. Bukaki. <laughs> like, I read <laughs> Serum Visions, I'm like, Blue Bukaki, okay. And I'm just I like, your first. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. So it took me that long to see it. It took you as long as you did. It took most people on the internet less than 10 seconds to see that. And, it took uh, you more than 10 seconds. Your head is really oh. caught in the gutter. I give you No. <laughs> you are a you fine be, gentleman, sir. But if you're on the internet, it is being dragged down very quickly. Yeah. But my question is the art director. The guy who, you know, is in charge of looking at this and passing this through. How yeah. the fuck did he not see that? Because <laughs> if I'm in charge of that, this shit is not getting through, dude. I'm just like, no. Nah, Unless you just thought it was hilarious, pushed it and thought it would get stopped, but didn't. Well, I'm saying the guy up top who does the stopping. Oh, the final verdict? Yeah. yeah. How does he not look at this and go, really? <laughs> Unless you just thought it was hilarious and gave it the go-ahead. Wizard. Big companies don't do that, man. Especially ones owned by Hasbro. Right? Like, they saw what happened to Disney with the dicks. Yeah. Dicks everywhere, man. Everywhere. There was a period of time where every fucking box had a penis on it. Little Mermaid, all yes. the pillars in it, penises. Every one of them. They're not Monsters now. Inc.? Ugh. They're not now. They, they've gone back and eratted them. Like, you can yeah. why the old boxes are worth so much money. Strangely. Mainly because the people who grew up watching those now have kids and notice them now, so... Uh-huh. So, this one directly affects uh, me. Yes, prize payment announcement from Helen Bergeau, because, you know, I'm just planning on top aiding every fucking GP I ever go to. Yep. Uh, here's the deal. Wizards in the past has been very slow to pay their top eight players. Uh, the players who don't make more than a hundred bucks, they just pay them on site. But, you know, when you start getting into the point where, like, you have to file taxes on it, you get a check. So... They have been notoriously slow over the years. I mean, month plus to get your money from a GP, which is pretty shitty. So they have hired, they have outsourced a company by the name of iPayout to start. You do? So you pay us for a GP? You ain't getting shit if I'm paying. Uh, (laughs) That's just the company's name. So uh, it's going to start with GP Charlotte, which is uh, the beginning of June. 12th through 14th. Right, right. Um, You would they will process them much quicker, probably within a couple weeks. Uh, you'll be able to get your money through the old snail mail check, flat out wire transfer, or even through PayPal. Uh, you'll no longer have to fill out the long tax forms when you make top eight and you go back for the players meeting. You'll now just get online and fill it out with them. Um, you can print your tax forms at the end of the year directly from them if you make top eight and you make enough money playing magic that, you know, you gotta pay taxes on it. Um, instead of, you know, waiting for the mail to show up every week, you're going, is my goddamn W2 there? No, fuck. So now you can just print them directly. They do offer 24 hour customer service, which is good. And the only catch to this is you must have a working Wizards account page, which they changed everything, I don't know, six, eight months ago. 
and a lot of people still don't have that. You should probably go sign up to that. Uh, I think this is a plus for the game in general. Um, yep. Players getting their money quicker is not a bad thing. No, because, I mean, even if players don't attend, intend to go to many GPs, if they cash enough at one, it could fund one the next month, and if they don't get that in time, that's one less player attending that GP. Yeah. Yeah, and you want these players at the GBs. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you, you want to see, it's always good for the game to see players run off back to back to backs. And when they're getting mm-hmm. paid quick enough to where they can actually do that, makes it worth it. I mean, when they're not like a pro. Right. When they're grinders like Christian Calcano, like, he won't see his winnings for a month, probably more. Right. Which sucks. Which almost cuts out his, if he didn't have enough funds, like, if that was his funds for GP Charlotte, he'd miss GP Charlotte more than likely. Yeah, although it, he's still going to wait in the mail for his anyway, because it's not yep. GP Charlotte yet. But yeah, that's generally what we're saying. Like, it would take that long to get your money, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, if I do well at a tournament, especially because, like, okay, you go win a, a GP, right? Mm-hmm. For those who have never been in this position, like myself, but I happen to know about it, you win a GP or you top eight a GP. Guess what your duty is that night? You have to buy drinks for every one of your friends. The bill's on you, dude. <laughs> so, like, you go and you're like, fuck, I only got like a couple hundred bucks left and these fuckers are going to drink all that away. The quicker you can recoup that money is a good thing because, you know, yeah. no one goes to GPs by themselves. And once you top it, you're going to find a bunch of friends you didn't know you had anyway because, you well, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, you won. Yeah. Yeah, we're buddies now. <laughs> drinks on you. Enjoy. Uh, as always, in August... Uh, PAX happens, and this is PAX Prime up in Seattle. Magic will be back again this year, and they're going to have some new events to go with it. They're not really announcing exactly what all of those are yet, but nope. they did say that like, might, the biggest one. they might reveal a few secrets about Battle of Zendikar. They always reveal something, and this is, like, mm-hmm. the PAX party's cool, and that's great, but, like, the, the PAX panel is, like, a must-watch, at least for me, yep. every year I sit down. I think for pretty much every person who loves following with magic, that has to be a must. Yeah, and I have to report on it, so it's absolutely a must. Uh, so well, we'll have to report on it, but... Yeah, so it's absolutely a must. You just keep assuming you're still going to be here. <laughs> you know, whatever. Look on the bright side. No being negative. Oh, wait, that's right. You said you can get me cheap hotels. He's going to be here for yep. a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but they also have the World Championship pack, so... Yeah, the World Championship is going to be there this year, which they announced a while back. Um it's, it seems like PAX is, they're really ramping it up this year. Is there, there are going to be more play opportunities, they say. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, if you are going to PAX, have a good time. If not, watch the fucking show. I'd love to try to get out there one year. So would I. There's so many things that I just love to just, you know, one time, just go do this. Comic Con is one of them for me. Dude, the San Diego one? Yeah. There's no way in hell I will ever go to San Diego Comic Con. Because of how many people go there? Yes. It's a clusterfuck, dude. Like, I want nothing. But that's where all, like, the big TV shows and sometimes movies get announced. I know, but there's people showing up to that shit who have no business at Comic-Con. Yeah. It's not a Comic-Con anymore. It's just a con. To me, it's just part of the experience. It's like, that's the biggest convention for, I wouldn't say all nerds, but, like, for a majority. E3 is the one I, I, like... I'd love to attend that, too. I need to hit E3 once. Like, I don't care what type of press pass I have to get. Like, I have this show. Can I get a press pass? Like, <laughs> is I, Magic I, a video game? Technically, but... Uh, dude, Duels is a top-downloaded game. Mm-hmm. So, Magic Online. I mean, downloadable game. And it's not like I don't play other games. I do. Yep. So, so we just don't report on those. We don't. We don't. I do talk about them with a lot of uh, so, yeah, there's that. So that's all the good stuff. Um, remember last week I said once in a blue moon I go on a rant? 
Is it another week of a blue moon? It does look like it's going to be another blue moon, man. Um, Drew Lavin's a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> short, sweet. Not really sweet, but just short to the point. Uh, here's the deal. A big fucking kerfuffle happened this week because one of our top eight players... A kerfuffle? A kerfuffle. I use that word. Go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a big kerfuffle was started this week because one of our top eight players... Um, I'm not even sure if I want to say the name, dude. You know, if you, you want to know, say the name, fine. I don't think we should. Like, I, I really don't. Okay. But, like, do you want to leave? We should just leave the... If they want to check this yeah. out, we can leave links. It, 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 not even that. Just look at Twitter. Twitter. Look yeah. at the Twitch feed from the show. Fucking look anywhere. You'll find the name. It's not my place to put this dude on blast. Um, or put any of these people on blast. But one of the players... And that's not what we're trying to accomplish. No. One of the players was... uh I'm putting Drew Levin on blast because yeah. he's pointing out something that is irrelevant. In the well, grand irrelevant scheme, now the magic. Yeah, in the grand scheme of it, it probably is, but I don't want to say it's irrelevant completely because you know, yeah. it, I mean, the dude's on a list somewhere. Okay, uh, so here's what happened: one of these top eight players is a convicted, convicted, not not a joke. There absolutely happened. Uh, a rapist. Uh, he raped a girl anally and vaginally when he was 18 years old, and I will point out that this was 2000 and. Is when he was convicted. 2003 is when it happened. In August of 2003, he was convicted in 2004. He served three months, followed by 10 years of probation with a year and a half of uh, supervised probation. Now, I don't know what supervised probation is in the state of Virginia, where this gentleman is from. Uh, but I know what supervised probation is in the state of PA, and that means you live in a hospital, halfway house, you have to be home by a certain hour, and you can't leave until a certain hour. It's basically like prison with a day pass. Um, well, he served that entire time, okay? He has paid his debt to society, okay? And still continues to do so of his own free will. Right, uh, so what do you... 30 plus hours of community service yeah, every week. He does a lot, um, he did, but the actual act was he raped a girl while she was slumped over the toilet at a party. Young, everybody was drinking, uh, very, very bad decision. <laughs> I don't mean to make light of that, it's a very bad decision, uh, but... Look, and now people were calling for bans, okay? This, this dude should just be kicked out of magic. He's a convicted rapist. He has no reason to be in magic. And, you know, other people were saying, well, Wizards is, is supporting rape because they're putting this dude on a camera match, okay? Um, that's a bunch of shit right there. Keyboard warriors with their fancy words and their entitlements. Um... And and the thing is, this is a slippery slope. Like, you know, I saw people saying all felons should be kicked out of magic. All convicted felons. Well, you know what? There's a Hall of Famer. Um, you've probably heard of him. Again, not going to put anyone's name out there because if you don't know about this by now, I have no clue where the fuck been. But, you know. Well, I didn't know about it all. The <laughs> show knows, but. Okay, I've actually known about this one for years. But there is a Hall of Famer that everybody looks up to. Even reads his book. <laughs> hint, hint, oh. wink, wink. Um, Boiler. Who is a convicted felon for, uh, he was busted by the DEA in 2002. He sold them roughly about 12,000 tabs of ecstasy. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, so does that mean that that player should be banned and kicked out of the Hall of Fame? I mean, it's a slippery slope. You know, once you start legislating things that realistically are none of your fucking business, because, okay, all right, let me start real quick before I go on this crazy rant that I'm about to go on, because trust me, I got some shit to get off my chest. If you're not sitting down, sit down. If you're not buckled in, buckle up. We're going for a ride. Yeah, when Angelo goes on rants, he gets upset. So, here's the deal. First things first. Rape is easily one of the top five most heinous things you can do. 
There's no question about that. I mean, you know, it, to me, it's like pedophilia, murder, rape. I mean, pretty much in that order. Those are your top three, even. Um, it's about as disgusting as you can get. And, you know, as a father of a child who happens to be a girl because she does not have a penis, she just happens <laughs> to be a girl. Hundred <laughs> 100%. 100%. Uh, medical approval? Got it. Medical approval. Uh, chromosomes work out that way. Look, I get it. Like, if somebody, and this is not a joke, I'm being 100% serious when I say this. If someone were to rape my daughter, I would kill them. Flat out, plain and simple, and stop. No joke. Okay, Angelo be in jail. This is not a lie. You hear that NSA? You better catch him before I do. <laughs> now, I understand that reaction from the parent of that child completely. Okay, so you know if that girl's dad went after this dude, beat the holy hell out of him, killed him, I'd be like, Meh, what he gets. Um, but from the general public, we have a right, or not a right, we have a duty as just human beings to be more accepting. Again, doesn't mean rape's good. But if, let's start right with magic. Magic has no business litigating things outside of the game. The man, if somebody is convicted of a crime, they obviously cannot play the game while they are in jail. That is their suspension. Plain and simple. They, I think magic should worry more, just like the NFL used to before social media and all the fucking warriors out there. Major League Baseball did, NHL did, uh, NBA did. Worry about the game. Let the justice system take care of people who break laws. That's why we have a justice system. Now, if you feel that somebody wasn't punished enough under the justice system, your problem is with your politicians. It's not with these games. Okay, I don't believe anybody should be punished twice for something they do. You get punished here, okay, that's it, you're punished. Bang, you're done, all right, go back. And once you've served your debt to society, you should be able to go back into society and live a normal life as long as you don't fuck up again. It's really simple. I mean, dude had 10 years probation. Now, I know a lot of, you know, the self-entitled out there don't understand what probation is, okay? What probation is, is if you fuck up at all, and when I say at all, I mean at all, like constant drug tests, don't, you can't hit no one, you can't, I mean, you fuck up speeding at ticket. all, speeding ticket, anything, automatic, nine months, auto, nine months, that, that's the minimum, nine months, it's called a probation violation, nine months, guaranteed, bang, back in jail. So if you can get through 10 years of that, where you're checking in literally every day to every week with your probation officer, and on top of that, you served your time in jail. You should be allowed to reintegrate with society. If us as a society does not let this person reintegrate with society, you know all the people that say the, you know, the, the, the correction system, you know, the jails, they don't work. Nobody's ever rehabilitated. A big part of that is our fault as the general public because we don't let these people come back and live in society. Because the truth is a lot of people do get out of jail and they do want to do the right thing. And then three, four months later, they still can't find a fucking job because they got to check some stupid goddamn box on an application. Because people do have the right to know that these are felons. But people won't hire them. They're not touching that. So now all of a sudden they can't support themselves. What the fuck are they going to do with their lives after that? Guess what? Go back to crime. That's it. That's the only option they're given. Okay, so when we chase people away after they've paid a debt to society, all we're doing is pushing them back into jail, pushing them back into crime. It's a never-ending fucking circle, and we're a big reason that this happens. Okay, if you go back 10 to 12 years in my past, you wouldn't want me playing this game. I never raped a girl. I never messed with a child. You know, not, not, nothing like that, you know. But trust me, you wouldn't want me playing this game. 
because of the shit that I used to do. Okay, but I think I'm a reformed person. Like I, you know, I pay my taxes, I own my house, I'm raising two children. You know, I'm involved in the community. I've become, in all intents and person, all intents and purposes, a good person. So I believe in second chances completely. Everyone to fucking deserves one, even for the most heinous things. People deserve one once they've served their debt to society. And that debt to society, I know people kind of laugh at that phrase, but your time in jail is supposed to pay that. The rest of society is not supposed to look at you any differently than what they look at anyone else when you're outside of jail. And this poor guy is being attacked and told he has to go elsewhere. It's wrong. You might not agree with me. And that's fine. You're wrong. We just can't do this to people. When somebody does something we don't like, we can't just say for life, we're done with it. Because if that's the case... Man, and I'm telling you, that line of things that people do that we don't like, it changes constantly. Trust me, I, look, I'm older than a lot of players in this game, okay? You know, I'm mid-30s. I ain't going to lie. I'm a lot older. So I've seen a little bit more than a lot of people who play this game. And your views on a lot of these social issues change as you get older because you just see it so much. You get a better feel for, you know, the entire situation. And I have seen it a lot of it, especially the, the side of people getting out of jail and not being able to find jobs. I've seen so much of that. And, you know, of course they go back to selling drugs to, you know, and all the stuff that that life pertains to. People, we are responsible as a general public for these people doing bad again. We have a kid here who is, uh, by all intents and purposes, appears to be on his way to the straight and narrow. and. We want to vilify him? Why? We should celebrate somebody who reforms himself like this. It proves that it can happen. It proves that it can fucking work. But Drew Levin wants to put this dude on fucking blast because probably some personal fucking great. And it's just going to create this slippery, slippery slope. And I'm telling you, if this shit continues, I'm done with this game. Because when I finally hit the pinnacle of the game, someone's going to go dig up some of the shit that, you know happened to me, and I'm going to be put on blast. So, why the fuck would I want to put myself through this? And I love this game, but, you know, what the fuck? So, it's not worth all that unwanted it, attention. It's just not. Like, yeah, I've admitted to everything that I've done. I was not a good person. You know, flat out plain and simple. But if we're going to start harassing people for shit they did over ten years ago, and have done nothing since, come on. I hate to say, you know, rape is not a mistake. But we all make mistakes. Okay, like, you know, obviously when he raped that girl, he intended to rape that girl. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to stand here and say that it was a mistake because that downplays what rape is. And again, a gross. But, I mean, the dude has reformed himself. Cut the motherfucker a little bit of slack. Drew Levin, you can eat a dick. If you don't agree with my, if you want to come on this show and argue with me, Drew Levin, I'm right fucking here. I will have you on next week. Me and you can debate this to the nth degree, and you'll walk away looking like an asshole. I promise you that. Mike, do you have anything you want to add to this? No, you pretty much covered it all. Uh, say something. Uh, something. All right. Um, no, um, <laughs> but really, people, get over yourself. Most of the people who are out lashing about this are thinking about themselves, not the person they're lashing out at. Everyone's a human being, no matter what they've done. He served his debt to society. He still does it of his own free will. Oh, and by the way... He does, he does more in the community than 99% of other people. And they're trying to question his morals? Really? By the way, the Virginia Bar 
Because the dude went back to college after this happened, and he got his son. And he went back for law, and he passed, and now he's out, and he's currently under um, review by the Virginia Bar because he passed his bar exam. And they're determining whether, you know, his moral background allows him to practice law or not. So on top of, you know, it looks like he's probably going to get it because of all the mm-hmm. stuff that Mike said, all the community service and all the stuff he's done. He's shown a true, you know, sense of remorse and he has, um, he was elected to in his college law council. He was elected twice by his peers. He's been married for coming on five years now. Yeah. The dude is not the same dude he was when he was 18. Cut the motherfucker some slack. Um, for those who were over 18, you know when you were 18, you were stupid. Oh, you did very you do some dumb shit when you are 18. Let me now, tell you. rape is a very stupid thing, and you always have to have some intent. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's probably the, one of the biggest mistakes you can make in your life. But just because you make a mistake, you shouldn't let that pers- harm you progressing in life. Accept what you've done. I mean, take your punishment. It should harm you for a while. Yes. That's why we have this justice system where go to jail and serve your time. Once you serve your time and take all your punishment, accept what you've done, accept the punishment, and you go to move on. You should be able to. Come on, people. Let the guy move on. I mean, he's he's done everything. He's married. He's got kids. He's got to support them. Let the man support his family. I mean, until he fucks up again. If the dude fucks up again, you know, yeah, fucking, you know. Throw the goddamn book at him. I, you know, I'm going to be the first one to say that. Like, don't get me wrong, but you know, you the whole fool me once, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Well, yeah, the first time, look, you have to get to where it's shame on me. Let that person, you know, get that second chance because, man, without it, we are so fucked. Yep. So fucked. Society nowadays is way too sensitive to <laughs> everything, Every- past, present, and future. Everything. Truck drive by, pebble clips their toe. They want to sue for damages. Yeah, a crazy old white lady from the South says the N-word 15 years ago and she gets kicked off the Food Channel. Yeah. First off, crazy old lady from the South. Secondly, 15 fucking years ago. (laughs) Plus, racism will always exist, no matter what we do. It is the thing that will always exist. People are aware of it. Try not to bring it into your work life. Or the public. But just in general. Keep it in your head if you have it at all. But in general, folks, stop being taking everything so fucking seriously. Like, I know, again, these are serious subjects, but try this for a while. And this is how, you know, I am. I live in a bubble. That bubble surrounds my life. If something does not pop that bubble, which means it does not directly affect my life, I, I, I try to just let it go. Because if you don't, man, you can't, you can't fix everything. None of you were Mother Teresa, and Mother Teresa couldn't fix everything. So, I mean, worry about what's going on in your bubble, and then hope that the bigger picture gets better. I mean, that's why we're supposed to vote and do all that, even though that shit's fucking corrupt beyond belief. But, you know, like, you're supposed to put people in position to, you know, better the big picture, but you're supposed to worry about your picture. You can't, oh, damn it, you can't fight every fucking fight. You just can't. Nor can you win every fight. Yeah, and some of the fights that you people are picking are stupid fucking fights. You realize the first world fucking problems these are. You tell somebody in the fucking Congo this right now, they're like, we don't care, we need water. (laughs) Do you understand that? Like, most of the world are like, we don't give a fuck about something stupid like that. We need water. 
food. Mm-hmm. We need clothes. How about that? How can we have clothes? While you people are worrying about somebody saying something, we need clothes. Or adultery. You go down there talking about adultery. You know what they'll do? They'll do? Take the two guys, have them fight. Whoever wins gets the girl. Done. Okay. At this point in the show, our Skype connection quit, and I didn't notice, so I continued on and continued on and continued on, and then looked up and went, oh, fuck, Mike's not here. Um, so I cut it out where, you know, to where it would make sense, sort of, kind of, and I had to take a little bit of it out. But in general, I mean, you get the gist of my rant. Uh, okay, so for those up. of you who uh, missed the end of that rant, I'm sorry. I went off for a few more minutes and then realized, holy shit, Mike's not there anymore. And uh, Skype dropped the call. So that was what it was. I'm not going to go back through everything that I said before, but, you know, it. yeah. Um I'll find out tomorrow what was actually recorded and what wasn't. So, short and sweet, your bubble's your bubble. Yeah, stay in it. Ignore the outside. Yeah, don't become crazy. Treat people like you'd want them to treat you if you fucked up. How about that? Yep. God damn, that was the golden rule, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, kindergarten. 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 Shot you. Yep. Don't be a dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take a small break though, and we're gonna come back with our back half of the cast. So you know what time it is. Titan Game Shop. Good sponsors of us, good people. Listen, you can buy all of your singles there, any storage boxes you need there. You can get all this online. If you have some sealed products you need, order it up from these guys. Trust me, they're going to take care of you. Prices are good. Prices are fair. If you do decide to order something, please, 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 tell them that we sent you. Just put that right in the comments. Like, hey, Penance, that's how I heard about you. You know, that lets them know that what they're doing is worth their time and lets them know that, you know, hey, they are getting out to the masses. They run awesome events as well. Uh, they have a Modern Masters release draft coming up. But following that, they're going to be doing Modern Series win-a-boxes, which multiple formats you're going to come in, you're going to play, you know, in these tournaments, you're going to win boxes of cards. And it's all, there's going to be two different series, and they're going to culminate in one case. So on top of the opportunity for you to win all these boxes, you have this opportunity at the end of this to, holy crap, I can, you know, get a thousand dollars in store credit. That seems pretty good. So look, they're looking out for the community. They're looking out for us. And if you get to know them, they'll look out for you as well. Check out Titan Game Shop. And that's TitanGameShop.com. T-A-I-T-A-N. GameShop.com. Or you can get a hold of them at TitanCards at gmail.com. Good people. Show some support. We'd be back, and I know me and Mike both had a very interesting weekend. Um, yeah. I really only did one thing this week short of work because uh, I was busy as hell. It's our busy season, but I got to go to a PPTQIQ1K. A lot of words. Yeah, and Mike was there, too. Um, yes, I was. I ended up going uh, three and three, but I had a legit shot at the end to uh, possibly play in because my two losses were like they finished like second and third. I went four and two, did not have a legitimate chance because I got pared down the last round. Yeah, you were sitting down table for me. Um, Came in 12th, two tables down. Yeah, what did I finish, 17th? Yeah. So for somebody who doesn't play standard, I was quite happy. Now that I look back. Did you enjoy yourself? um, For the most part. And had a great time. Like the the guys there, they the way they run that shop, I – Mm-hmm. They run events so well. It's second to none. Um, so yeah, but I mean, like I, I took notes on what I did, and I figured I'd go over them um, because you guys don't get to hear about me playing standard very often. So round one, I got four. Damn it! What? 
Should have got popcorn. You should have. I don't know. This is coming. Right. So, um, I played Marty Dragons. Big shock to nobody. <laughs> nope. I, I, when I do play standard right now, I've enjoyed playing Mardu, and now Mardu's good again, so I grabbed the Mardu Dragons. My first round, I played against a, a gentleman by the name of Jesse Campbell. He was playing Abzan Control. Um, I beat him in two games, which really kind of shocked me because I feel like Abzan Control is a coin flip to me, to them being slightly in favor. Like, I think game one, it's a coin flip, and I should be okay. But I think after sideboard, like, I really think the numbers change into their favors. But I, I beat them in two games. Um, neither game was particularly close. Like, I ended game one with 27 life. I ended game two with 16. So, you know, not really close at all. Um, my second uh, match was against uh, one of our listeners, actually, um, Derek Windhurst. And he was on an Abzan Sidisi whip. So not the old CDC, the new CDC. And uh, game one, I came flying and just beat him down. Like, it was kind of ugly. Uh, game two, I had mana issues very early on, like for turns and turns and turns. And he was just like, I am going to build my board. And, yeah, that didn't work out good for me in the end. Uh, game three, I got beat. Um, but, hey, it was close for a while. I really looked like I had the upper hand. He was able to pull off a little bit of shenanigans to bring himself back into it and he ended up, you know, taking the game from me, but he played extremely well. I didn't I didn't make really any real mistakes, I don't think, against him. But I mean game three legitimately he and his deck outplayed my, me and my deck. I mean sometimes you just gotta admit that to yourself. Um I played a name a guy named Jim the following round who was also on an Abzan whip, but he was on Abzan Whip Rally Combo. Uh, for those who don't know about the Rally Combo deck, uh, it kind of made a splash at an SCG a few weeks ago and then was quickly forgotten because the dude didn't like top 32. Uh, he did really good day one, day two. He just, I was like, oh yeah, good players, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, but basically what you do is you rally the ancients with a bunch of things that have triggers and you know, you bring back a bunch of siege rhinos from your graveyard and then you just kill your opponent. Uh, Grey so, Merchant of Asphodel making a splash. Yeah, well, Grey Merchant's a big part of the deck. Uh, it, it's that last bit of damage you want to deal. Like the deck, honestly, like if you can get to like turn ten or twelve, it can just deal like forty damage to you in a turn. But I mean, you're asking a lot there. Uh, so I beat him straight games. Like none of them really close at all. I actually knew what was going on and I played accordingly. Like I played around his outs and you know just I, I really. Kind of hose the guy. So I'm, you know, 2-1, looking good. Um, I played a gentleman in the next round named Isaac Davis on Esper Dragons. Uh, ah, yeah, this game. Hmm. Uh, so in the first game, I went first, um, somehow lost, which like, I'm like, fuck, I just lost to Dragons. When I went first, I'm screwed. So game two, um, I beat the dude without losing a life. I mean, just run over him. It was just like... Seeker of the Way in the Rabble Master into uh, Thunderbreak Regent into Stormbreath. And he was like, I don't have a counter for any of them. I guess I'm dead. And I'm, yep. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, against uh, in my round three opponent, Jim, I actually had out all four Stormbreaths against him. He's just sitting there looking at his rhinos going, they're not doing anything to him for me. Nope. Uh, but, you know, so then we go to game three, uh, me and Mr. Davis. And I had, I had mana issues early, and like bad issues early. Like I kept the two lander, 
was hoping to see that third land. Didn't see that third land until like, eh, turn seven. This is, becomes a theme, by the way. Um, and I lost the game and that's really disappointing because Marty Dragons is favored against Esper. Like, by a fair amount, because we do have, you know, foul tongue invocations, because we do have crackling dooms. Like, we should win these games. So, that was pretty disappointing, but, you know, that's why we play the game. Then I played against, uh, Taylor Godosic. He was, uh, Marty, so I got to play the mirror. Um, I won it in three. I won the dice roll. Uh, I do feel like I kind of, my deck was a little bit better than his, um... So I think it, it turned out right, but I mean, a lot of it had to do with the fact that I wanted a dice roll. So then I go into this last round, and I'm playing against the man who had the most manliest man name a man could possibly have. Brent Grizzle. Grizzle. Grizzle, Grizzle, Grizzle. Um, I win game, uh, one. Yeah. We win game one really quickly. Just, you know, boom. You're dead. Okay. So we go to game two. Um, actually, no, game one actually went a while according to these notes. I uh, go to game two, and my life total looks, I'm looking at it, it says 17, and then it says 9, and I lost, so figure that one out. So then I get to game three, and I'm like, okay, I got this, not a big deal. I'm going first again, so like I feel like I'm in a good spot, right? Um, nope. Same deal happened. I keep a two-land hand with a temple, mind you, with a temple. Uh, but if you let Esper Dragons put down eight lands before you put down your third, I don't care what deck you're on, you cannot win. He actually ha- cast two fucking, uh, oh, what the hell was that card's name? Dig. <laughs> he cast two digs before I fucking had my third land. You can't win. Like, I'm just sitting there looking at the clock, looking at him, just shaking my head, going, I can't believe my tournament came down to this. Nobody swept me all day. I played well enough. I felt I made... Four mistakes throughout the tournament, uh, which is pretty good for somebody who, A, always plays online, and B, um, doesn't play a lot of standard. So, like, in the end, I, I don't know, like, I think I made a pretty good, pretty fair sharing, showing for me, and after a couple weeks of it, you know, a little bit more grinding with the deck, I think I'll, I'll be playing tip-top shape with it. So, yeah, I enjoyed. Mike, I'll, I'll just go. Uh, started off round one with a loss against, uh, Green Devotion Splashing Red. Uh, I was playing, uh, Green White Aggro. Just, uh, got buried in game three by Voyaging Seder and Pelucranos. Had to mull to six, kept a, uh, two lander with two Boon Satyrs and two Den Protectors. Got the third land, but Pelucranos Monsters for seven clears a morphed Den Protector, a regular 2-1 Den Protector, a flipped-up Den Protector, and a Boon Seder without killing the Pelucranos. So I was dead pretty easily on that one. Get, round two, I play against Esper Dragons. Quick 2-0 there. Uh, Boon Seder and Collected Company, huge advantages. Even Citadel Siege actually was what won me game one. Uh, round three... What did I play against round three? I think I played against Obs on round three, and I won that one. Lost my next round against a mirror match. Yeah, mirror match in which game one, my opponent sees three Dramokas commands and buys one back. I see none. Game two, still see none. Whiff on my first collected company while he casts his two, hitting two Raptors, a Fleece Main Lion, and a Bramaz off of his two. So pretty easy 2-0 loss for me there. Uh, next round, I play against uh, Red Splashing Green. Uh... I get an early one drop, two drop, three drop, and he just 
had to mold a five in game one, mold a six in game two. So gave me enough time to get on the board without uh, many cards left over for him to keep a threat plus removal. Plus he was getting uh, token light draws with a Tarkus Command kind of stuck in his hand. Because Tucker's Command is kind of a dead card if they don't have Horling Outburst or Dragon Fodder to pair with it. Right. Then final round, I get paired against uh, Green Devotion, Splashing White for uh, Angela's favorite enchantment, Master of the Unseen. Hey, I added it in my deck. Yeah, I mean, it's very good against control. So. Yeah, I bring it in against control, so I mean, like, I still <laughs> hate it, but... Yeah, it's a one of in my main board over a Johnny, steadfast. Uh, but game one, I win... Game two, Devotion gets the best of me again, which is kind of a weakness for my deck, because Valor Stance is my key card there, and if I don't see that, I'm kind of just dead by the time they get to make a huge Pelucranos. But uh, game three goes to time. Uh, I had gotten pared down in this round, so I was on nine points, he was on seven. Should have asked before we started if he just wanted to concede, because I was... In pretty much praying, I had a chance for top eight, but we played it out. I ha- Unfortunately, my draw dictated that I had to play a Master of the Unseen plus Whisperwood game. Meanwhile, he was doing the same thing, so it was kind of uh, a clunky game. In time, on his first turn of time, he goes to play a Morph, but plays it more face down, having four mana floating from Nykthos. Uses three of it to play face down, pays one more to flip up the creature. It was a Fleece Man Lion. So that's not a morph creature. So we called a judge over. Right when we called the judge over, the guy just said, you know what, I'm just going to concede anyway. But still, it was one of those awkward moments to where he did it in one fast move, but he was doing moving so quickly, he played the wrong card. But ended up going 4-2, and two, 12th place. Uh, and that whole last round, it, Mike's food was getting cold. <laughs> I know. And it was sitting right next to me. I could smell it the whole time which has made the game even more frustrating because I hate the Mastery plus Whisperwood mirror on the game on the board because I hate wanting to play that. But, um, yeah, uh, went four and two. Don't think I made many mistakes other than sideboarding mistakes. I need to learn to take out my Boonsaders against the Devotion matchup. But if I do that, I'm not sure what I'm bringing in out of my current sideboard. Maybe that just needs some tweaks so I can have something to side into the Devotion. But had a nice weekend. Uh, one of my friends ended up taking it down, so that was also a good part. You know what was and, weird? Yeah. Our records were so similar all day long that we never played each other. I know. I really thought the more we was like, we would play each other record, for the like, we're going to play, we're going to play, we're going to play. And then <laughs> in that last round, I thought for sure it was me versus you. No matter what, my tiebreakers always suck. When I lose round one, the person I lose to always scrubs out before I do, and the person I beat scrubs out the very next round. Yeah, so my tiebreakers are always shit, no matter how I do. One, losing round one is horrendous. Like, you almost have to win out at mm-hmm. that point. Oh, I've even done that. Like, it'll be a five-round thing. I'll go four and one, and I'll have the worst tiebreakers. Ugh, it's terrible. Like, I'll be just outside. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. So, would you do anything else this weekend? Uh, worked. About it. Played, yeah. Worked. Played a lot of Smite. Magic. Yeah, we live boring lives this sling- week. You've been slinging any, uh, Tempest Remastered? I've not gotten any Tempest Remasters in, um... I, I had big plans to do a lot of that, and I ended up drafting dragons. And, like, I don't know. I just didn't get any in yet. I really wish I would have. Uh, probably will this week. Or at least that's the hope. Um, I'm waiting on set redemptions at this point. Like, 
please cards hurry up and get here uh, yeah once those come in we expect to see you at more standard events probably um it, it maybe not right away but after the uh the format shift Origins. yeah once theros is gone yeah expect to see me for <laughs> you you don't like those devotion matchups well no it's not even that like i don't own the theros cards Ah. So, like, you know, it, it really puts me You're playing hole. block constructed in a standard format. Right. But once the rotation happens, then it's like, well, okay, I'm literally caught up with everybody. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm probably ahead of most people once the format rotation happens. Because so. you've been playing with just that one set of cards longer than the others? Well, not even that. It's just I, I have, like, okay, so I will have no less than two copies of every card in uh, cons, but most of them it's four. Because, like, mm-hmm. I bought, like, six boxes of cons throughout, you know, its time in, you know, as the the main set. Mm-hmm. Plus Fetchlands, so. Yeah, plus Fetchlands. Uh, but the thing is, there's a couple cards that I just never got. Like, dude, I had zero Mardu Charms. Really? Six boxes of cards, zero Mardu Charms. Explain that one to me. You can't, neither can I. I can't. Um, <laughs> so there's just, like, these weird cards I just did not get. So, like, I'll have a couple copies of these. Um, but like I'll have four, pretty much everything and Fate Forged. I will have three of everything once my set redemption comes in and yeah, I'm at least three and I'm sure I'll get the rest of them. So that's not an issue. And mm-hmm. you know, like, so we're going to have to scrounge for cards you didn't pick up earlier that are now good. Yeah. And like dragons, you know, I'm starting to build my collection online there to where, I'll be able to, you know, start doing set redemptions with that. Plus, you know, I'm trying to play in outside tournaments to win cards as well. So that all that helps, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that, you know, once all that goes down, I'll be good. Yay, beer. <laughs> Yay, magic. And alcohol. I did start working on the uh, our re- our recording area. Ooh. Um, I started doing some little things to get the area in shape to where we can start recording in our studio. Did it start with the mini fridge to talk with beer? No. Is that how it'll end? No. Damn. I don't see you <laughs> putting a mini fridge in this room. Uh, but basically, like, you know, I got some some shelves and some other things, and, you know, like, I'm going to get some paint. and I, got, I started doing stuff on it because I'm planning, like, I, I told Mike, by the end of July, we should be in here doing all of our recordings, so that'll be cool. But I had to, I had to get started on it, you know, so. Mm-hmm. So awesome. before Zendikar, we will be recording on site together. That will be different, but uh, the sound quality should be a hell of a lot better. Yeah, no, uh, hopefully no more drop calls. Right, uh, but have uh, you done anything else worth talking about? Uh, no, okay. unfortunately. Well, I'm going to move the shout-outs. Um, first shout-out I want to give out is to John Tanning. Uh, Chris, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, I always do, uh, Sison. Sensen. Sensen uh, from Titan Game Shop. He ran the tournament. Excellently run tournament, and, you know, I'm looking forward to the future ones. He plans on doing one of these PPZQIQ1Ks every three months. Sweet. So I think that is absolutely absurd and amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I need to give a... We've got a huge modern series 1K coming up, too, once yeah. M2 comes. And he uh, he lent me a couple cards, so that was important. Um, also, I need to give shout-outs to Buttercup, the Beckmans, and... Uh, you for lending me cards to finish up You're my welcome, deck. Sir. I need to give a shout out to all of my opponents. You guys were, you know, made it a good day. I need to give a shout you out to give a shout out to the ones who beat you. No, no, no even them, even them. <laughs> I, you know, they, they get. It was an enjoyable day. Um, so yeah. you know, even the ones who beat me, hey, they were just playing the game the way they should play the game. 
Um, I also need to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Hafner. Yep, taking it down. Taking it down with that shitty red deck. Atarka's. It's not even magic, man. No. If you're winning on turn three or four in standard because of burn. It's not even magic, dude. But, hey, you won. It's not I... enough time for your opponent to play magic. It's just so bad. I hate fucking mono red. <laughs> Half of it rotates. Yeah, right. And I uh, also need to give a shout out to uh, the disappeared man, um, Tangent. One of the dude bros from way back. Uh, he's been a podcaster for years, but he just kind of disappeared. Um, he's been known to do this, so it wasn't too shocking. But he's popped himself back up and. Starting like next week, he's got a new podcast coming out, and you know Ooh. I just I want to welcome, uh, dude. I, just, I you know welcome one of my bros back to the fold, man. Uh, stick around longer this time, fuckard. <laughs> <laughs> or if you get tired of doing that one, just come over here, dude. He would do this one whenever I asked him if we recorded it like midnight. <laughs> he lives in Seattle, or well. Uh. The Washington area. He's not actually in Seattle, but I mean, like, I don't have a problem with that. But your work probably does. Yeah, like me, uh, dude. I get up at like five a.m. It's kind of hard for me to stay up too too late. Mm-hmm. Like for me to do that, and me, and I've done it in the past. But like, I come home from work and I go to bed. Yep. And then I get up, record, and then call it a night. Yeah, and basically go to work from directly from recording. So it, it puts strain on me. Like I, I'd be up for doing it again at some point. Because it's tangent, and you know that's one of my mm-hmm. boys. But yeah, that ain't going to be a weekly hey, thing. Maybe if we meet up at GP Pittsburgh on-site recording. I don't know, fucker. I don't know if that prick's coming to Pittsburgh. Well, you better. Well, he better. I mean, that's a trick. Angela, you better convince him. I convince him. You tell him he's coming. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> uh, I can imagine the way that weekend would turn out. Me and him drunk somewhere, not able to talk, and probably fight. Well, it's probably going to end that way anyway. (laughs) But I won't be fighting with him. (laughs) The the difference is I will not be throwing blows with him. Because we have this bad habit when we're around each other. We just rag on each other the whole time. And I don't know that it's a bad habit. I think it's hilarious. Like yesterday, dude, I got into this huge Twitter fight with him about Tom Brady and shit. I don't even give a fuck about the NFL, but I knew it was getting under his skin, so I just <laughs> kept going. <laughs> and, and today I even told him, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go on a ramp. Great, another fucking Tom Brady thing. I'm like, no, nah, not actually. I really don't care. <laughs> he should be your next guest on the Ems Prison. Just you two going back and forth. Um, Actually, we're putting that in the works. He very well might be. Oh. Um, because, you know, he needs to promote his show somewhere, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's fucking tangent. So we're going to try and put one together this weekend, me and him. Uh, you got any shout-outs? Uh, pretty much just everyone you said, minus your opponents. Uh, John yeah. Tan, Chris Hafner. <laughs> and fuck my opponents. <laughs> <laughs> Angelo for actually coming, <laughs> actually for coming out and uh, having playing some paper magic. But, uh, yeah, shout out to my opponents. They made, they weren't dicks, so, like, it was an enjoyable event. Even the last one? <sighs> that was frustrating. I don't think he did it intentionally, but I also didn't ask him if he wanted to concede, and we could just play anyway for fun, but it just made it more stressful from my end because we were playing actual timed magic. And so. your food's just sitting there getting cold. <laughs> just smelling yep. chicken wing waft just up in your nose. Uh, man. Now I'm hungry. God damn it. 
You're welcome. You can bring me some chicken wings too. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, but that's right. it for shout outs. Cool. Uh, if, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, actually, before we even say that, uh, just a friendly reminder, we are selling pit shirts. They're still available for like the next 12 days. They come in blue and in white. Please pick one up. Uh, I set a goal, a very modest goal of 10. Um, <clears throat> Apparently, Teespring's gonna print them regardless, uh, because we met three. But we're still a few off of meeting our main goal of ten. That's what I wanna sell. So please, you know, help us out. I think we're like four, three or four away. I know, you know, most of these shirts, they don't sell until like the last two days of the campaign. That's at least how it's always happened in the past. But please, you know, jump on there, buy a shirt. Uh, I'll appreciate it. You'll help the studio out clearly. Um, you know, because since the GoFundMe failed, huh? shirt sales, studio. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, help us out if you can. But if you wanted to get a hold of me directly, get a hold of me at Gonksuo on Twitter. That's G-A-N-K-S-U-O-U. Same thing on Magic Online, where we are also in a clan called the Pit Imps Clan. Get a hold of me when you see me on there. I will put you into that clan. There's a few good people in there, and the rest are all dicks. Wait, wait. <laughs> eh, fuck it. I think you've dropped the first part. We're all dicks. I don't know. Tangent's in there, so, you know. <laughs> eh, okay. Um, so there's that. Also, um, you could find me on the Imps Prison. You can also get a hold of me at pitimppodcast at gmail.com. Notice there's no S at the end of imps. It's pitimp. Singular. Singular. Not plural. Not plural. I answer them when I see them. I check it every couple of days. I'm not going to lie. It's not an everyday thing, but I do check it every couple of days, and I will get back to you as soon as I do. Um, and I can't think of any other ways to get a hold of me, so Mike's going to tell you how you can get a hold of him. All right. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at Huntmaster underscore Mike, on MTGO at MTGX Mike. Haven't been on there much. Hope to get on there sooner. Uh, um, you can find me on the Facebook under our Pit Imps Facebook group. If you're not on there right now, go up to the Facebook search bar, type in Pit Imps Podcast. It leads you right to our awesome page. People post daily about other decks, magic news, brews, whatnot. So if you ever want to, you know, put your voice out there, put your opinion, get other people's thoughts, great place to come. Uh, but we do have a code of conduct. Make sure you read that. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much it. The code of conduct is very straightforward. It's yeah. don't be a dick, basically. Pretty much everything we tell you on here. Right. Uh, next week, we're going to go over the team limited event at GP Florence. Also, a standard event in GP Shanghai. And this week is the NTGO Championship. So, Which uh, is yeah. vintage for four rounds. Hey, man, the Mox Championship covers every fucking format, and I love it. So um, I'm looking forward to watching and playing, or not playing, but watching and covering that and probably grinding some NTGO while I watch it. Who, who am I kidding? But until next week. <laughs> I'm going to steal Wills this week. No, 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 no. You have a fucking sign-off. You are going to say that sign-off. The show won't end until you do. I'm just saying. I guess it's cock or nothing then, I guess. (laughs) I make him say it. You did it to yourself. (laughs) I I did. Have a good one, folks. Ooh, fuck yourself.